Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, oh, yeah, that's Fire <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I deserve to be here. Is it a winner's leg? Yes, it is. What do you want? What are you saying? Is that even yourself? a question? Is this a winner's leg? Let's go. Is this a winner's I mean, it's a winner's lounge, you guys. Are it's you a winner's lounge. Denver Nuggets pick up a road preseason win, 115-107. Man, I was worried we weren't going to get a lot to talk about. I was worried maybe it would be kind of boring. You know, we talked about things getting overhyped. Then Julian Strother showed up to the game oh, tonight. Baby. Good old Julian Strother. Bang, 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 over and over again tonight. He was right, on Mike fire. <laughs> That's a little Mike Breen for you. Uh, and here to break it down, I got the fellas. Over here, Brendan Vogt. Vibes are so high. I'll tell you what. Guess who didn't care about winning that game until the fourth quarter? This guy. And guess then... who's really glad they won that game? I love it. I love it. <laughs> and here's why. Winners of the postseason, your Denver Nuggets. Yes. Winners of the offseason, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, they won the offseason. Winners of the preseason, the Denver Nuggets. That's it's right. It's good to be back. It is good to be yeah. back. Hey, maybe in the second round. Maybe in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, I got Harrison Wind. It is great to be back. For all you guys in the chat wanting the funky music, act like you've been here before. Yo, <laughs> act like you've been here before. This is so good. Preseason so game number Tell one. Him, Wind. Let's, Tell them. Tell them. Let's hold our horses a little bit. We're let's let's to be slow here too. our roll. Like, we got a lot to talk about, but funky music? I don't think Act so. Act like you've been here before. And then, of course, rounding out the show, Superstar Dev. It's going to be hard to play funky music after that because we're going to play it so many times. I know, I know man. We Let can't the wear hits it out. roll all year. But I've, that was fun. Uh, it, it's great to be back. It's great to see uh, live action, and it's going to be a year. Man, it is going to be a year. I got to say, for a preseason game, I was joking because the win lost. Like, what does it really matter? But it was fun to get the win. Yeah. But in a preseason game, you want to see the young guys in particular shining. You wanted to see Peyton Watson play well. You wanted yeah. to see Julian Strother play well. You wanted to see Zeke Naji show a little fight. We got all of those things and more today. Um, I'm not going to do a fast breakdown. What? I'm not going to do a fast breakdown of this can game. You, can you give me a detailed breakdown on Bull Bull's second half? Uh, here's what it started. Started slow, but got a rhythm and then went on a big run. Peyton makes some spectacular plays. Picked up three fouls. Strother rolling. Strother stroking. 15 in the third for Strother. Then I stopped taking notes because I'm like, oh, what I think because that about sets the tone for what happens. Right? <laughs> once more, once, once what you happened. type Strother stroking, <laughs> uh, what else can I do? <laughs> gotta go out on top. <laughs> gotta stop there. Uh, instead, I just think we get to big takeaways because I think there are enough of them to go around. Dev, I'll let you start off. What's your big takeaway? 
that the champions uh, continue to look like champions. That was a game that they just go, uh, went in and they just they handled business. Um, this is not a game. And I, I love the fact that even though their starters played, this was a you know, backup unit versus backup unit. And it was great to just see guys get back into the swing of things. Yeah. It was nice to get to see guys get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Um, and, but- and to that point, man, like Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray only played one half tonight. Yeah. But I thought they looked more engaged than they would typically in a preseason game. Are you talking about Yoke taking 11 shots? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yoke taking 11 shots, uh, like more shots than he took all of preseason last year in one game, in one half. Yeah. I mean, he was on pace for 22 shots, which for him would be like, yeah. he's only done that a handful of times. So, yeah, he was uh, he was flinging them. Four of 11, though. Oh, maybe trade him. <laughs> Are we concerned? Well, but, I mean, listen. When they added Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> yeah. I can't even do this bit for more than that. Uh, Harrison, what's your big takeaway? It's Julian Strother. I, know, I can't believe Dev. Like, <laughs> Wait, that was mine. <laughs> this is like when you play, play tic-tac-toe with my kids, and every now and then they don't take the center one. And I was like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> I mean, that complicated? All right. Hold on. I'm your child? <laughs> I said you are like, He likes to think lo- of us all as his children. You guys really are. I do think of you guys as my children uh, there we in a go, lot of ways. Huh? You guys know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Julian Strother was incredible tonight. He was pr- incredible. 20 points, 8 of 12 shooting, 4 7 from 3. I think he had 15 in the third. He was unbelievable, and what I liked most about Julian Strother's game tonight is he didn't force anything. I really felt like he played within the flow of the offense. He played within the system. All the shots he took were good shots. didn't force anything up. He moved the ball. He drove when there was a lane, and then defensively, I loved how he competed. I loved how he navigated around screens. I just loved... Uh, his fundamentals, his positioning on defense. I mean, this was like an awesome game from Julian Strother. Awesome. It really was an awesome game. <laughs> like, honestly, I did not expect a single preseason game like this, let alone the very first one. Eight of 12 from the field? Four of seven? The, they had the, Got the, a couple of I, floaters. And I don't think he hit rim tonight. Yeah, you're right. I he, don't think he hit rim on you, anything. Can I tell you something? I think he is, just from watching him shoot... The best shooter on the team? <laughs> Do uh, I don't we, know. Remember I, when we used to do that every three yeah, days? Yeah, though? Exactly. I think it's Zeke. Yeah, I think, <laughs> but I do think that he is a really good swisher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he swishes a lot. He's of just them. a pure shooter. Just man. a pure shooter. He, he is just arc. absolutely pure. Four seven from three. Also though, five rebounds. I loved how he got on the glass. Yeah, oh, I love that point. He was yep. aggressive on the glass tonight. Three assists. And that's what I'm saying. Like he wasn't it was everything. Self- yeah, it was he just- wasn't selfish with the ball. He made the extra pass a couple times. Yep. One time to Hunter Tyson in the corner who bricked a three, but he made the extra pass. Zero turnovers plus eight. And this was as close to a perfect game as like you honestly could have drawn up from anybody. And it came from a rookie. Yeah. And to your point about the rebounding, my big note for him was that he looked big. Yeah. He looked big out there, man. Like his size really stands out because some guys like Justin Holiday is long, but he's so skinny that it almost like disguises a little bit of his length. Although I'll, I'll talk about him a little bit later. Strother is like a good NBA body. He's not thick, but he's not skinny. He just looked big out there more often than not tonight. I was looking out there and I was like, man, he's towering over people uh, that he's going up against. what do you think of Strother? The work rate was so high. So particularly the motor off ball or when he didn't have the ball in his hands, whether that was defense rebounding, repositioning himself, 
he was just active. He was just everywhere. And I think because his skill set coming into the NBA was so blatant, he is mm. a shooter. Yeah. We quickly kind of pigeonholed him initially into just a shooter. And maybe that is who he'll be in the NBA, but that's not who he was tonight. He was more than just a shooter. I mean, you, you have to be encouraged by that performance. Have to be. Yeah, you yeah, have to be. You guys said a lot of things that you just kind of did not expect from him. And I think that's what stands out the most. He made the extra pass. Right. Um, he, he got the shot off very quickly. And that was with a guy in him. And he created some space. Um, but he's also moving without the ball. So he's just... He did a lot of the things that you just wanted him to be only a shooter, and that's all he was going to be in. We saw the floater. We seen the shots. We seen the uh, extra pass. We seen high IQ. He really did play uh, like a pretty complete game, and and that's how you start out your career. You're going to earn some extra minutes with that. Vote. You got a big takeaway. I'm going to surprise you guys with my big takeaway. New year, new me. Oh gosh. New agenda. Just kidding. But uh, you know who really impressed me tonight? Jamal Murray. I thought Jamal Murray looked really good. Now, just, and I mean physically, the way he was moving, um, his handle, but also how shifty he looked. Yeah. We're used to Jamal, I think, looking like he's coming out of the offseason this time of year, and it's preseason, whatever. But sometimes it takes him a while, I think, to play himself into that, that form physically. Maybe that will be the case this year, but tonight he looked shifty, he looked bouncy, there was sauce on the passes. I actually will open this up to all the starters. We expected this. But for whatever rust there was, the ball was moving. And I really liked their energy. And I liked the way AG played, KCP played, Jamal played. There was a crispness. There was there was a crispness to the ball movement, even if there was rust to shake off. Uh, but particularly Jamal physically, guys, I thought he looked really good tonight. And that's that's really encouraging to me. And game high plus 12. He had 12 points, five assists. He grabbed a board. He had two steals. He did get knocked over. Oh, no, he got hit in the nuts. Remember, we were trying to figure out what happened to him. Somebody said that's what happened. He got <laughs> oh, hit in the nuts. I missed that. <laughs> yeah, so that we're worried that he might have hurt himself tonight. Uh, but I'm with you. I actually think him and Aaron Gordon both oh. looked like really spry. I mean, Aaron Gordon's always looking at no, but, but he was he. I mean, he actually dominated on the boards. Aaron Gordon's first half, he took one shot and he had seven rebounds and three assists. Yeah, and that's Love like that, an A plus Aaron Gordon. He yeah. almost was going too hard though. Some would call <laughs> him the soul of the team. Yeah, yeah. a Mister Nugget type what, what performance. What did you see out of Jamal uh, today, Dev? I seen uh, I seen him really facilitating like in different ways than we like we expect. He was doing some zip passes. Um, he had a, a pass uh, to the top of the key to Jokic that I have not seen him make that type of pass. But I really do think that he was making it a point to, like, facilitate only. Um, and then also he's having a little bit of fun. He's doing step-back threes, um, getting his feet set. Um, on fast breaks, he's stopping for the three. And, and I just feel like he's just so confident right now that he's like, I don't have to do all those other things. I don't have to prove myself. I'm actually back to having fun. We've seen tip, you know, the tip um, layup that he put in. Um you know, stopping on the break and just really just a different start from last year where he had to prove himself and get back from that injury. So it was just great to see him in that type of zone. Yeah, the distributing, like you mentioned, is what stood out to me. Because if you think back to the finals, that's where I think Jamal Murray's game took the biggest leap. Just him as the point guard, the facilitator, the table setter. I felt like in the playoffs, more than anything, he leveled up as that guy and I feel like you saw that today, five assists, zero turnovers in the first half, and he might have only been going 50%. Yeah. It seemed like he was doing whatever he wanted, going half speed. Yeah. I do. I agree with you guys. I think he looked good. I do think that this for Jokic and Murray was and Gordon, the, 
even for KCP, it was a ser- they took it serious. They yeah. went hard, yeah. but they also just went smooth. It wasn't like they were going like other than Aaron Gordon, who was kind of jumping all over, grabbing rebounds. They just looked like this game is easy for him, man. The game yeah. comes easy to him. Um, and, and I think it it's kind of a continuation of what we saw in training camp last year. Coming into training camp, there was some grouchiness, some some just malaise. This year, we sensed out in San Diego that everybody was energized. Everybody was happy to be there and get started. And tonight, just how seriously Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray took this game compared to how they treat preseason games usually in years past, I think there might be something there. And there's early returns, and it's too early for us to make a declaration, but there are early returns that this team really is ready to not make a statement because I don't think it's that. I just, just there's a seriousness to that, it. That they believe that this is their league, not just because yeah. you know, they just want a title. Yeah, but it, it's not just, oh yeah, we want a title. It's like, no, this is our league. Everybody getting and there just is that approach it just feels, that kind of energy coming from the team out of camp. Almost like we're ready for this. We're ready for this is sort of, you know what? <laughs> like it's kind of the energy. My big takeaway, guys, two thoughts, but they're they're connected. Today, I thought the Nuggets looked really big. And you talk yeah. about adding Justin Holiday. You add Strother. You add Peyton Watson, who, even though he was there, now he's in the rotation and playing tonight. Hunter Tyson. Uh, they looked really big at the wing, just a lot of wings. I remember talking to Calvin when he first got the job a year ago, and he mentioned how important wings are in the league. Like, we got to get wings. We got to get wings. One year later, two off seasons, but one year later, I'm looking and I'm like, Denver's got a lot of tall guys, man. They're yeah. a big team. And a 6'10 guy was not out there tonight. And there was another tall, lanky wing that just kind of fits the bill. And to me, it's basketball is simpler than people think. I really believe this. And length is one really big part of it. But the other part, I said there are two thoughts and it's connected. There's no knuckleheads, man. And like I know that sounds ridiculous to say, this team, the rookies are just mature. The team is mature, and tonight was a mature game. There was no Bull Bull minutes for Denver, and I'm not trying to like just dunk on Bull Bull, but like Bull Bull goes out there, he gets yanked in 30 seconds, right for them or this that. And in years past, you got a young guy who's like, okay, this guy's clearly young. You know, Pickett, Tyson, Strother, those guys didn't look younger than the rest of the guys on the court tonight. They just looked like inexperienced, but they didn't look you know silly or goofy or any of that. So Denver. The roster today looked really long, really mature, and I just think it's underappreciated how much that elevates the floor from which you start when your roster is full of those guys. Yeah, and I think you can circle back to Strother with that. I mean, he's the youngest of the three rookies, but he still came into this thing really experienced and from a pro-style system at Gonzaga, and watching him tonight, he just looks like an NBA player. He moves around like an NBA guy. He knows where to be. Um, just like his fluidity, just where he positions himself, how he moves in, in the offense and on defense. It's He's got a mature game. Yeah. You know, he just knows basketball, and he knows how to play. Yeah, the big thing is like maturity that you guys talk, talk about. But also, it, the big change has to be like the culture. These guys are a lot older. Um, and it's just a different type of bunch um, than what we're used to. There was like good, talented players, but also mm-hmm. there was those live, like you know, live wire type players. There's Bo Bo. Um, there was you know Bones when he came around. Like those players that were just so different than the norm, right. but they, they were excited to see him. Yep. Now it's like this is a group. This is a bunch. 
And are they going to play Nuggets style of basketball? Or is there going to be a guy that's just so much better, so much different than what we're used to in a Michael Porter Jr. and things like that? So this is uh, different. You're seeing the length. You're seeing the maturity. You're seeing the age um, show itself. So it's just great to see it right after a championship run. And when you say length, when we talk about this length part, that's how I see Justin Holiday fitting into this yeah. team. And that's where he popped tonight. Um, I don't know if he actually... I actually it? think on both accounts, like the 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 length and the just like he knows where the to maturity. be. He's not Precis a he's well, not a yeah. He's a he's a he's a journeyman. He's been around for a long time. He's a vet, and then he's long. And so I think he only had one steal tonight and one block, but it felt like he was involved in maybe even more. That's actually a lot though for half a game. No, <laughs> one exactly. one well, I only say yeah. one because I bet if we could see deflections, there's more. Oh, right? Right, I just felt right. like he was involved in the first half. That's how he got involved. Um, broke up a couple passes, was switchable, and just quick hands. So I think that's his route to finding a role with this group is he's long, he's in theory switchable on defense, and he looks like he knows how to stay within his role. Another big takeaway, I feel like my eyesight's getting worse. Yeah, I could tell That for you. happens when you get older. Yeah. The two, the, the undershirt for Reggie and KCP. Couldn't tell them apart. That threw you off. And bro. and <laughs> Justin wearing the same number as Davon and like the Davon same leg sleeves too, man. It's, I, it's rough. I was struggling out there today. <laughs> it's not as bad. Before I got LASIK, there was a time. I think we were watching The Heat. No, maybe it was. Yeah, it was The Heat. And I remember I was like, is that LeBron? It was Mike Miller. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> That's what I decided. I was like, I gotta get LASIK, man. Damn, I, gotta, I mean, how were you like allowed to drive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> looking at it like, come on, man, what's going on here? Um, these are some fantastic first takeaways, man. Big takeaways. We're, we've missed one, man. What is it? Do you want to say it for the other side? Yes. Let's I get do. a break. Let's get a break in on the other side. Another big takeaway. <laughs> All the nuggets are good. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Uh, guys, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, looking for a hotel to stay, browsing prices, looking at the hotels on the Strip, forget about that. Check out Circa Resort and Casino. We all stayed there at Summer League or during Summer League. We loved it. Super nice hotel. Awesome casino. It's they the got everything you want. I want the Nuggets to win the in-season tournament just so we can go back to Circa. Oh, man. Yeah, we can, go, so to, we can we go. go to Victory Burger. Little Circa, I'll, I'll right in the there. middle of the December. De Dev's probably going to be there no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already there. Like, like, actually have already booked are you guys coming? <laughs> you guys aren't emceeing that event? I thought yeah. that was a group. Dev's already booked his stay with code DNVR20. You get 20% off your stay at Circa Resort and Casino. They've got Stadium Swim, their huge pool, huge TVs out there. Best place to watch a sporting event. Um, the casino, like I said, they got everything you need. And the rooms at Circa are so nice. They're brand new, nicer than probably any hotel you're staying in on the Strip. So book your stay at Circa Resort and Casino. 20% off with the code DNVR20. You can use that when you're booking your stay at Circa Resort and Casino. Hey, you've heard us talk about the four for fours, the real ones, the mm. diest of harders are five for fivers. Colorado Rapids fan appreciation night is coming up. Tickets are on sale now for the final Rapids home game of the 2023 season on October 21st, playing against those longtime rivals, Real Salt Lake. And the Rapids will be celebrating fan appreciation night throughout the game. The Rapids will be thanking the fans for their support with giveaways, celebrations, and more. It is not too late. Secure your ticket now. Head over to coloradorapids.com slash DNVR to learn more and buy your tickets today. 
There we go. And we are back. All right. You have another big takeaway? Well, we got to talk about Zeke Naji. Okay. We'll allow it. We got to talk about Zeke Is that a big takeaway? Well, no. But I just, it's the next thing we need to All right. To, let's just, we're going to talk about players now. Let's talk about Zeke. You guys, Zeke Naji had 17 points tonight. He was five of eight from the floor, six of seven from the free, six of seven from the free throw line, six rebounds, and really played a big role in closing this game out. Plus a steal 11, and a block. He a actually got he, he got every single stat today, including one turnover and one foul. But he had everything: a rebound, an assist, a steal, and a, a block, and a, and a dunk on Bull Bull. So a three, a free throw of two. There were some things he did well in the first half, and then it got going in the second half. We have said this so many times: with Zeke, it is a story of either, you know, tenacity or uh, tentativeness, right? And when yeah. it's the latter, he struggles, and when it's the former, he's got a shot. And I I liked the way he took it at Bull tonight, and I just thought he played with a little tenacity in the second half and. I'm pretty skeptical about Zeke this season, fellas. It's of the of the things going on You've in Nugget Land. Before. It's it's low, but tonight was a good start and a good step in the right direction. Plus 11, 17 points in 22, 21 minutes. That's yeah, right. he's just such a respectful young man. He just seems like <laughs> he he's a great kid. He, he wouldn't step on a bug or anything. <laughs> he captures like bees and like lets them out, and you know, like just. <laughs> Just a nice guy, but really, if he had that tenacity, like you would see these type of performances. He was taking it to both, yeah. no trash talk yeah. or anything he like took that. that but personal. That was a personal battle on both sides. Like Bobo is <laughs> like just a little bit more open about how he, you know, plays. Um, he has a bit more tenacity, but he's just he's really soft. He's a frail guy. But Zeke was playing pretty tough. He had that blow by dunk on. Um, he's grabbing boards. He's playing hard. And we see these type of stretches until, like, there's an injury that, you mm-hmm. know, derails him or slows him down. But when he can put it together consistently, it's going to be hard to take him off of the floor because he does produce when he gets that time. So it was great to see him get started um, like this and, and just have a good game. Right. Yeah. There was a lot of positives to take from Zeke's game, I thought. And I liked how... Even though I don't think he started off this game great, there are a couple plays early where you're like, oh, it might still be the same old Zeke. But it didn't get him down. I felt like he bounced back from that really well over the rest of the game. And then, yeah, got aggressive at times in the second half. And, you know, his shot looked good tonight. One of two from three, six of seven from the line. Looked a lot more comfortable coming out. Five of eight overall. And, you know, when we were out... In San, Di- or, uh, in San Diego during Summer League, you know, we spoke to a guy on the Nuggets staff, Mike Penberthy, who's been working with Zeke as his shooting coach these last couple of years, remaking his jump shot. He's really been Zeke's guy. And, I mean, he's pretty confident that Zeke right now is going to be a much more consistent shooter than he's ever been. And, you know, based off what we saw tonight, like, I was encouraged. Overall, yeah. I was encouraged by what Zeke Naji did. Six rebounds, led uh, led the team in rebounds other than Aaron Gordon, led the bench in rebounds, two offensive rebounds. He was aggressive when he needed to be. I'd still like to see him you know, finish stronger inside, yes. yep. just be more of a true big man in that sense. But I think it was a positive night for him. Well said. I do think it was a positive night. And I got to say, you know, he missed his three early on, took another one Almost immediately after yeah. that. like, And to me, that was a good sign. Because I do think that Zeke is a guy that needs some momentum with his confidence from his three. But seeing him kind of go right back into it, um, you know, I just love to see it. The next guy I want to talk about is Justin Holiday, Because 
one of my takeaways from the game from the early on was he filled in for Michael Porter. And there's two types of guys that fill in. Guys that like Bruce or this or that. Or maybe guys, those guys contribute. Maybe there's a third type like that, the big positive guys. But guys that fit in, seamless. And then you got guys that are like the Tory Craig mold where it's like, okay, he's out there, but it's a little frustrating, a little this. I thought Justin Holiday today was the first type. The, he just fit in. It wasn't a distraction. His length really stood out. He captured some of the Michael Porter length, you know, lengthiness just to that front front uh, first unit. And while he didn't do anything spectacular, five points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. What did he do? A little bit of everything, yeah. which is if you're filling in, just fill the gaps, man. He filled all of the gaps today. I mean, he's a guy that definitely understands his role. And I mean, they threw him a bone early on. So you don't have to prove yourself. You come straight right. over and you've been around the league. He's been bouncing around. So he understands, um, you know, the whole situation, the whole game. So it's pretty easy to fit in when you jump into, you know, this the champions right now. Um, you also have guys that are playing for each other. And also they're going to get you involved. I'm sure that if he plays on another team, you know, a different team and they play a different one, he's not getting any shots up. Or he's going to have to prove himself and get all of the shots up. This one was like, okay, I'm just going to just let the game to come to me and just play the right way. And that's what you need in these situations because he is going to have to play some nights. And he's going to have to, you know, step up in different ways. And he's shown that he could fit in seamlessly. Yeah, he was a seamless fit. Um, he didn't stand in or stand out. And... It was honestly exactly what I thought Justin Holiday was going to do. Really? Like, like before this last week or you mean like over the summer? Uh, I mean, like my idea of Justin Holiday as a player was exactly this. Like this is him. I'm a little surprised by that because at the signing, it was more of like, I, I just feel like the mood between all of us was more of a, you know, Ish Smith, like a guy that's like, he's not going to play. If he is playing, what a disaster. And I think the momentum over the last week has been, no, this is a guy that might actually fit in. And that was my takeaway today. Again, I don't think he's saving you, but I think he was, a, he's, he, to me, projects as a guy that is just very competent. Yeah. I mean, kind of in a similar way to Ish Smith, I think. Like when Ish Smith got in the game, you just knew what you were getting from him. And I think it's the same way with Justin. I'm I'm gonna I'm a little, I guess, behind you on just thinking he's gonna be a positive contributor if he's out there. Well, I just think he's gonna mostly be with the bench. And I don't think that that type of contribution helps the bench. Because again, he's a guy that's not going to screw it up and your first unit is good. Yeah. If he's right. not gonna screw it up with the second unit, the second unit well, might not be good. Like, so I right. don't think he's necessarily a great shooter. Even yeah. though we've heard he shot the ball well, he one hasn't of, been a four tonight. He hasn't really been a great shooter throughout the last few years of his career. That the proof isn't there. <laughs> Somebody um, asked him like what he's better at now, and he was like, "Shooting? Am I better at shooting? I don't know." Yeah. And I was like, "All right, well." <laughs> I, I mean, defensively, I think he's solid. I don't think he's like above average necessarily. I think he's solid. So, I, I think he can look good in a starting unit because he just doesn't have to do too much. Right, but. I mean, this is this is Justin Holiday. I, I think he's fine, and I think he'll be fine for the most of the season. We joked about him kind of being in that Jeff Green role. Here's one way where that I think that's really going to manifest. Jeff Green was almost better in spot starts than he was with the second unit, right? A guy who could, if the fifth guy wasn't playing that night, he could join the starters, do the right stuff, stay out of the way. I think that's, that very much applies to Justin Holiday. In this case, spot starting, it was... It looked like a good fit. To your point, does that buoy a second unit that doesn't have all that stuff? Maybe not. Right. But the spot starts, at least you can talk yourself into the length. We can 
this is a little easily overstated preseason game. He was two of six, one of four. Agreed the shot didn't look good. You know, I don't know how high the floor will be, but the path, like the length and him being a disruptor in that way, you can see it, and you saw it tonight, and, and it's encouraging. The next guy, and I can't believe I actually should have gone here earlier, but Peyton Watson today, 20 minutes, he gets 10 points, three rebounds, one steal, one block, six fouls. Fouls out. Uh, I didn't even notice he fouled out. That's uh, and he, in six fouls in twenty minutes, I remember in summer league Peyton Watson fouled a lot as well in summer league. It's so something I, to track. It is something to track. It's sort of with the way he plays. I will say this: a little bit of a mixed bag. But I thought the good parts of Peyton Watson really popped today, like you know how much ground he covers, yes. how athletic he looks, getting his hand on plays, just deflecting things. Um, I don't know. I was pretty impressed with Peyton today. Yeah, I think Peyton is just like a, a natural alpha. Like, he just stands <laughs> out every time that he's on the, on the court. And they made sure to give him the ball and, like, let him do everything. And that's what's great about Peyton. He can put the ball on the floor. He showed that he can space the floor with his, you know, threes. But also it's the defense that's going to put him on the floor and keep him on the floor. Um, and he has some plays tonight that pops. And that's why he has those, you know, six fouls. He's trying to block everything. Yeah, he, he is, is. Mm -hmm. everywhere on the floor, and he covers so much ground. Like his length is is a, a needed addition, um, and this is a year that he's going to play a lot more. So you want to see those encouraging play, uh, you know, play. And I think that tonight was encouraging play, despite the fact that he had the um, the fouls. But if he just sticks to the, his bread and butter, he's going to be able to play this year. Yeah, I thought there were a lot of great things about Peyton's night. Overall, though, he still looks really raw to me. Oh yeah, and um, even when you're comparing him a guy to comparing him to a guy like Julian Strother, like Strother yeah, looks for sure. more composed, almost just three-year like, college player though. Yeah, versus a one-year yeah. basically on the bench guy. Right. I mean, Payton played most of the season in the G League. Like he got a lot of run there. I got got to experiment and explore his game a lot there. Um, yeah. So he still looks really raw, and he sh probably should. Right. To your point, the rookies are older, and Peyton Watson is still the youngest guy on the team. He is, I guess, the most inexperienced still. That being said, his shot looked good tonight. Two or three from the three-point line. All three of his three-point attempts, the form looked good. It looked smooth. He hit two of them, and then the other one just rattled out. And, um, I mean, you can just – it's not hard to see the vision, Adam. Like, you can see – the what the final product the finished product of Peyton Watson would look like and he can be a game changer defensively I think that is how you would frame it as a good to great night for Peyton Watson he showcased the things we hoped he would he was trying to do the things we hoped we would and even the fouls which I think is a real thing and again you, you say the word raw youngest player on the roster this is how it manifests right Peyton a defensive playmaker but not a per, not not a Christian Brown as we said earlier, right? He will be in the wrong spot sometimes. He'll get a little aggressive. He'll gamble when he shouldn't. But he's a playmaker, and I think as of right now, the fouls are actually a symptom of him trying to make plays on defense, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. If it's a symptom of his effort and his approach, where it's I can get stops and then I'm going to be a terror in transition, I think that's the right place for his head to be at. Cleaning it up, not fouling as much. That stuff I think you can hope and expect he cleans up as he gets older. But for now, I think it's – I'm okay with him having six fouls in this preseason game because of what he was trying to do. That's the right way that Peyton Watson can be effective for the Denver Nuggets. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. I still liked what I saw from him tonight, though. And, you know, I've said on the show several times, I'm a little bit more skeptical of him as like, I think the talent is there, but I'm skeptical. Like a lot of things are going to have to come together. To me tonight, relative to what I would say an average PWAP performance that I've seen so far, mostly that's like G League and Summer League. I actually was more impressed than than typical just yeah, because those yeah. big plays did pop to me and um you know you kind of see it with him on on those types of things. And yeah. also he like a lot of the guys coming off the bench tonight played within himself. He didn't force anything. Yeah. Piwat and that's something we've seen in the past. Maybe it's at Summer League. I remember in the scrimmage we watched on Friday in San Diego at training camp he dribbled into a crowd, turned it over just trying to make right. something out of nothing. I liked how just calm and composed he played tonight. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that, and I completely forgot my point as I started <laughs> Well, talking. let's move on really quickly. The only other guy to me that I think, like Hunter Tyson had a rough night tonight, I thought. He got zero points. He went 0 of 6, including 0 of 4 from 3, and he had his looks. Um, they just didn't go down for him tonight. Four rebounds, two assists, one steal. I don't really have a ton of Hunter Tyson notes. Do you have a Hunter Tyson note? I do not. Uh, I just want... You but, just want him to, you know, step out, especially if he's getting, you know, all of the attention from training camp. We could probably just slow the Larry Bird yeah, comp there it goes. <laughs> just a there goes. tiny bit. Not, not. Don't want to dismiss it entirely. Just slow it a and, tiny. Yeah, bit. And it's only one game. Like yeah. he is going to bounce back, yeah. and you, you know he's going to play better. I wonder if the lights got a little bright. No, for my him. gosh, I'm not going to do this one. I will say the ball didn't really find him. There was that was one of the things I would say is he missed shots early. And then he kind of disappeared for a, a middle little bit, period yeah. where I was like, the ball found him on one play, and I was like, oh, Hunter's out there? But, you know, yeah. finishes with four boards and two assists. And he also led the team in, in minutes tonight. He's like, a plus he was, seven in those minutes. He so, was there the whole time. He yeah, he's never going to ask out. <laughs> but he's going to have the – he's going to – he's never going to stop playing hard. And that yeah. will go a long way to earning Michael Malone's uh, circle of trust. Can I, I actually – Really quick, want to go back to Peyton really, really quick. Sure. Um, you said he doesn't force it. There's one way in which he does, and I like it. In transition, yeah, Pey does. Peyton only sees the rim. Yeah. He does not <laughs> yeah, see his teammates. Man, but I'm sure. okay with that. He draws that, fouls, man. that's what Peyton forcing it looks like. And I don't think he should necessarily interject himself to half court in, into half-court possessions where he doesn't belong. But if he gets a stop and a board, I think he should have the green light to run Transition points will be key for this team, and I think that's where Peyton can go. I call my own number, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. The only other guy for me that I want to talk about, surprise, surprise, I actually really like Jalen Pickett's game tonight. Now, the stats aren't there. Five points, one assist, uh, one block. How do you have a block? They called that a block on on What Bowl play was Bowl? it? The Bull Bull. He blocked Bull Bull. Oh, yeah. It should have been a steal, I think, right? And yeah. They, I think it was a steal. It was like steal. in the shooting motion or whatever, but... Yeah. Um, he probably had four, three or four assists for fouls. Like all to Zeke Naji. Zeke yeah. Naji's free throws tonight were yeah. Pickett feeding him. I actually thought Pickett did a phenomenal job getting into the paint, finding guys, um, and, and just creating things. It does suck that he spent about half the time playing alongside Kong Gillespie. Nuggets again can't tonight. quit it, man. They just can't quit. Summer League preseason, they have to play Gillespie they and don't Pickett want together. Him to be the true point they guard. Don't. That's what it is. <laughs> they want him to play off ball. Who? Maybe. Pick it. That's wild. That's maybe not it's true. maybe it's what he wants. No, that has to be. He only plays with Gillespie, who has the ball in his hand most of the time. So like, 
It's there's no way. That's or maybe it's want. more so they want him to play alongside Murray, but like there has to be something to him always having a guard. Or next it's to him. just they have two point guards at the end of their bench, and one bad. of them they wish was a shooting guard. Yeah, I think that's that's more it. But I, I'm telling you, I don't think the numbers are going to stick stick out. But I just thought Pickett had a lot of plays where he set the table, and they almost all ended in foul sh- fouls. And yeah. which is great, you know, but it, it just won't Zeke's show up. best friend out there for sure. Zeke's, no, Zeke's best I'm with you, man. Pick it. Pick it. Look nice. I, I will say, I think he looked like the second best point guard on the team tonight because yeah. I thought the one guy who other than Hunter Tyson, it really stood out tonight in a bad way. I just thought it was a rough night for Reggie Jackson. He, he did. did get 14 points. And you know, what's funny. He finished five of 11, including three of five from three. Actually pretty efficient night. Hey, man, if you're getting 14 points from your point guard on this bench. Yeah. That might be okay. Yeah, the shot making was fine. Regardless of how it happens. The shot making was fine. And we know he can do that night in, night out. I think you buckle up for some of those same shots missing sometimes. But the truth is, it's the three assists to four turnovers. And four almost feels light. I just don't think Reggie Jackson has impressed me at all as a passer in any capacity. You guys are being so nice. So, like, I used to make my (laughs) high school coach, like, frustrated. He would have made him break his damn clipboard. (laughs) He does some of the things that I'm just like... Where did that come from? Like there yeah. was a there was a play that he could have made that just a basic pass that would have been a layup. There's two guys open. He just went down the middle and yeah. it just rolled out of bounds. And I'm like, how does a veteran make that type of play? So you want him to calm down a bit. I just feel like it's always jitters with Reggie, and then he makes these type of plays or he scores where it just kind of covers up all of the the bad that just happened. Like he just erases those things, but it's still frustrating because if he gets rid of those it is going to be a backup point guard that you really need this year. So it's just those small things. Yeah. He did shoot the ball well, though. I mean, he had a couple of tough shots. Um, he did. He so, shot the ball well. The four turnovers just can't have that. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. On the other side, there was some sad news today with Coach Malone that I think we mentioned in the pregame, but I do think it's worth kind of revisiting. And then later in the show, we'll get to um, ESPN has the rank out. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Player ranks starting to drop. Rankings Player. or tiers? <laughs> nope. This one's a ranking. Oh, straight ranking. baby. Let's go. Well, you'll never guess where Michael Porter is and who he's behind. What? Guys, take on the sun with gear built to last with Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays, they've got you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at affordable prices. Shady Rays, you can go to their website, ShadyRays.com. Browse their entire selection, no matter what style, color, type of sunglass you wear, Shady Rays has it. And they probably have it for a lot cheaper than some of those other brands you're shopping with. You can also check out Shady Rays in person if you're local here in Denver. They have a location at Park Meadows Mall. ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR. Get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Shady Rays rated five stars by 250,000 people. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR there. Or you can shop in person here in Denver, Park Meadows Mall. I always go to uh, the go-to spot for, for Buddy's Burritos and Beer, Illegal Pete's. And I'm always thinking to myself, man, it's so dope here. Could it get doper? Well, we know Illegal Pete's pairs well with some things. Uh, how about the queso pen? 
which is now available <laughs> in Wait, select. What? Oh, buckle up. It doesn't taste like queso. It we, doesn't. There's just, a strand of weed that's known as cheese. That's known as cheese. And uh, it pairs very nicely with Illegal Pete's. And you'll find it in select <laughs> Denver areas. You don't know about this? Oh, wind. Listen up, buddy. Yeah. Listen up. Available in select Denver area dispensaries from September 20th through October illegal 31st. Has their own strand now. AKA and it's right queso? Now. It's <laughs> Illegal Pete's and Open. It's not flavored, though. No, it's not flavored. Illegal Pete's and Open, two old school Denver brands that have been connected for over 10 years, but they finally got the opportunity to officially partner on this killer cartridge. Keep your eyes out for potentially more ambitious partnerships between these two, but just know that customers who purchase one of the cartridges can bring the box into any Illegal Pete's location and redeem a free small chip plus queso. All right, back here. Um, you know, today, this morning, news dropped that Michael Malone's father, Brendan Malone, passed away. If you don't know, Brendan Malone is a lifer as a basketball coach. The same way Michael Malone talks about, I am a lifer. And I was thinking about this earlier. His first job as, as a coach was in 1967. <laughs> he was at Power Memorial. I'm, I'm Wikipedia right now. Power Memorial Academy as a JV coach. Do you know who played at Power Memorial? Let me hear it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wow. Really? Power Memorial is a powerhouse New York City high school program. And yeah, well, what, what, Lou Alcindor played there which by the way like if you think about michael malone and what we know about him you know the things that are actually i would say obvious about him he is a traditionalist you know he tradition he just tradition and history and those th those roots run deep so to me it's not surprising to know that his father coached at a place that has tr roots that go back there that's part of who malone is um he coached at fordham then he went to yale syracuse rhode island Made the jump to the NBA, coaches the New York Knicks as an assistant coach in 1986 through 1988. Goes to the Pistons, the Bad Boys Pistons. He goes to the Toronto Raptors, the New York Knicks again, the Pacers, the Knicks again, the Cavs. You can't quit those Knicks. You can't man. quit those Knicks, baby. And then the Cavs. And then people, not everybody knows this. He, I think he was like the second coach. LeBron James ever played for was it Silas I think the first coach gets mm. fired and then he fills in at the end of the year as the interim head coach and coaches LeBron James there for a short stint he's with the Magic's Magic as an assistant and then assistant all the way until 2016 with the Detroit Pistons um what we know about Michael Malone he references his father probably more than any person I know references I, their father I think that might be true so it's it's kind of funny how today when I heard the news, I'm not funny, but today when I heard the news, I was really sad. You know, it was when I didn't never met Brendan Malone, but I was really sad in part just because the connection we have to Michael Malone covering him all these years. And then also I just started thinking, like, I know how much that one means to him, because if you can trace again this history back, basketball is only 130 years old. The Malone branch goes back half of that, you know, coaching in basketball. And I know that so much of who Michael Malone is, even without having met Brendan, I just know how much, um, you know, that means to him and how much of who he is can be traced back to his father. So to me, it's a kind of a big storyline. Um, I was talking to D-Line earlier. He was saying, oh, is this like a an ominous sign or this or that? And I said, no, it's not. It's part To me, it's not. It's a part of life. But it is a thing to me that is like, uh, it, it it is a sad thing that I think will texture the season in, in in many ways. Yeah, no, all of that for sure. And and I'm with you. I felt just an overall sadness as well, mainly because of how much Michael Malone references his father and how much that you know his coaching philosophies and so much of who Michael Malone is as a coach 
obviously came from his father. And, um, like, you know this is going to tear him up. Like, you know he's obviously not with the team right now. Like, this is big. And, um, yeah, I, I just felt like a, a general sadness. And, um, like, Brendan Malone is one of the, like, more legendary NBA coaches that might never get talked about. Uh, like, a legendary assistant coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the bad boys Pistons. I mean, a lot of people put a lot of credit on Brendan Malone for designing and implementing the Jordan rules. Right. He was the first head coach of the Toronto Raptors ever. You know, when Toronto became an expansion team, they picked Brendan Malone to be their first ever head coach. That's cool. And, uh, he is a absolute basketball lifer. And, um, I mean, I just think of Michael Malone as a mini Brendan Malone. You when, know, when you talk about a legend, um, I just go back to that summer league where um, they like gave him his his flowers and and everybody in the gym like you know gave love and there was a right. lot of coaches that came in and it was just pretty quick but Malone took that you know award on his behalf and they played the the, the memories and things like that and he really did felt that and he felt the respect um, that went around and you know to lose that that that's going to be rough for him and I know now that that's going to continue to push him, you know, this entire year and just moving forward because that is who he is. Um, he's a dad's coach and he loves that. He tells it as, you know, many times as possible. You know, like I grew up with my dad being a coach right. and I learned that way. Um, so, yeah, to not have that is rough um, and just prayers for that whole family. Yeah. Yet another reason to be so grateful the Denver Nuggets won the title last year. Yep. Yep. Talk about two lifers. Can you imagine a culmination event and nope, life moment I can't. quite like that for, for Michael and Brendan Malone? Um, to call it a proud father-son moment would be, I'm sure, an understatement. So I'm, you know, our thoughts are with the family who would all prefer more time with him. But yeah. grateful that he got to see that. Grateful yeah. that Michael Malone's it's really a champion. really cool he got to see that. Yeah, and that Malone was able to accept that text winner award on his behalf. And our thoughts about the family, for sure. Yeah, and I like that you made that point because, you know, ring night is exactly two weeks away from tonight. Mm. And I think that's going to be an extremely emotional night for Michael Malone for the reasons that you just mentioned because it is a great story that a lifer gets to have his career, wins some championships, you know, with the Pistons, gets to hand that off to his son and shepherd him through all of that and then sort of concludes, you know, his life, so to speak. He concludes it with seeing his son not just fully take the reins, which Michael Malone did a decade ago when he became a head coach, and then obviously through this era. But to conclude it with the championship, I think, is a great story, um, a really cool, cool story, and will make for an emotional night. And you guys will laugh because this is corn. I don't want this whole show. You know, we still have another segment to do, but you guys will kind of laugh at this. The people that have been with us, uh, you know, in the off season know. I, I brought up uh, Wolf 21 the other day. <laughs> you know, I brought up Wolf 21, the greatest wolf that ever lived. Well, one of the cool stories about these wolves in Yellowstone, one of these cool stories is that I mentioned how Wolf, wolf 21 fought many battles over the course of his life and never lost a single one and always spared the life of the wolves that he defeated. Well, he actually learned that from his adopted father, Wolf 8, who he witnessed do this. And what's cool is... It's really a lesson in collaboration and this lesson of those is like this bigger picture, right? These wolves that was the descendant of this one little orphan one. Then you get Wolf 21 and then all the younger wolves of Wolf 21 go on to lead these packs and carried similar characteristics. It's a very clear. In fact, there's almost two lineages of wolves that you could see in Yellowstone and one of which is like a very like violent, aggressive pack. And then you have the descendants of this one that are. 
you know, kind of have been a very successful and I would say collaborative and social pack. And it does make me think of these things about when, when these moments happen, you kind of reflect on how big things can be when you pass something on generation to generation. And when we talked the other day about Nuggets culture and Reggie Jackson being a ball boy for Colin Gillespie, a two-way player, you see that culture and stuff. And we, Yoke deserves an enormous amount of credit for that. I think Michael Malone deserves an enormous amount of credit uh, for that. But one of the cool things about long-form storytelling is you see how much one or two people can start a culture that in just eight years' time not only brings a championship, but somehow brings these journeymen from across the NBA into that culture, and then they absorb it, and then they spread that culture. And to me, that's kind of a really, really cool sort of life lesson from all of this well, stuff. What, what was the name of your documentary? 100 Invisible Threads. And it's there's just, I think basketball is a sport that is maybe younger than we realize sometimes in terms of its 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 history and some a lot of it can all be traced back to you know only x amount of figures right yeah. who were high, super influential but just these threads between father and son uh team to team player to player just people learning from each other carrying it with them um and 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 watching it culminate in 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 this example a title a first right. ever title for an organization that is is some of the beautiful stuff that a life in basketball can provide and has provided this family so glad he got to see it really 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 bummed uh to hear the news but tip of the yeah. hat to a legend for sure imagine how lost dev is hearing about these wolves yeah do you have thoughts on wolf 21 yeah, do you which one's your favorite wolf um, Wolf, Wolf 21 was pretty much the Jokic of Wolves. Of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Dev. That's it. Yeah, Nailed how proud it. he is of his answer. <laughs> Close up on Dev over here. Come on, look how proud he is. Big old grin. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. On the other side, let's have some fun by riling up Brendan Vote. What? There's disrespect on the internet for your boy. You can't oh, rile man. me up. That's not possible. That's what you think. <laughs> Guys, when you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been winning for more than 25 years, and you don't pay Bax and Shanker any money until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees while they work on your case. You only pay them when they win your case, and they win a lot. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. They've got neighborhood offices all over Denver. So call up these guys if you need representation. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you were not fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, ride chair, pedestrian, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Bacchus and Shanker tonight? Strother and Zeke? Wow. Kind of a shocker. Yeah, that is a shocker. Well, you know what? They get it. <laughs> Bacchus and Shanker. Give them a call. 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. <laughs> 21 Wolves was called a pack. Oh, my gosh, Dev. I'm going to get you this book. I'm going to get you this book. You're going to love it, man. I love books. DNBA. <laughs> <laughs> I just read. I just read a bird book. <laughs> I love books. I love Damn, books. Dude, you're gonna boy jump me on the pecking order. <laughs> got you that bird book. I forgot. <laughs> you got him a bird book. <laughs> I didn't. Flo got him a bird oh. book, and I still read it. He's still reading. He's still reading. It's like a field guide. He's reading the. Flo field said guide. he's gonna ship me some duck confit. I gotta uh, gotta circle back. Oh. On that. oh. Do yeah. you have a reader? Are we done? No, we we're back? done. Okay. I got a duck confit. But I please had a lot of it when I was in Paris. 
Guys, ESPN dropped their player rank. And it's Perfect. time to get big mad. There's nothing left to be mad about, right? There's nothing left to <laughs> be Yoke mad the about. Big star. Just what I need to end this night, some rankings talk. Yeah, man, we got to get into some rankings. First of all, Perfect. I got to say, I think the rankings this year have been the most absurd. Oh, love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm telling you. You got you to gotta humor me here, Wynn. Will you humor me? Just humor us for a second Love here. it. I, no, I'm being 100% serious. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you are. First of all, MPJ ahead of Kyle Kuzma, so let's not get too upset. Nice. That I, this might be I the mean, first. well, that's good. So wait, is this a top 100? Hold, it's top 100. I haven't seen these. Okay. Ahead of Tyler Hero. These are the guys that he gets compared to. Winning a title. Should Denver trade for Dame? <laughs> winning a title, you get the guys that you're comp to. You move to the front, the S tier of right. the guys you that's get comp to. Should be. Uh, which I think is uh, he's ahead of Jordan Clarkson, another guy. Chris Paul. I'm trying to scroll down here because I actually I didn't have this written down. R.J. Barrett, how is he so high? R.J. Barrett is he's on the Knicks, dude. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Walker Kessler got ranked 70, which is a little surprising. I mean, he's young. And then it goes Brooke Lopez at 69. Oh, it was so close. Oh, man. 68. That's where he belongs. Michael Porter Jr. All 68. Right. Does that last year, by the way, 72. He won a title. <laughs> Moved up four, four spots. spots. <laughs> I'll take, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's positive movement that you uh, went in the right direction. I, I will say, here's the thing that actually does bother me about it. The first line of the Michael Porter paragraph, and again, I love, I got to say something. I love Ohm, Ohm, Young Meekster. I love it. This is what you say when you're about to rip I'm about to. I'm about to, but I'm telling you, I mean this sincerely. I love him. I think he's the best dude. He was out in San Diego. I love him, too. I, I love Great him. guy. A king. First A king. line. One of the guys at ESPN I love. One huge question for 2023-2024. Porter struggled with his shot in the NBA Finals. And I'm like, damn it, how is this? takeaway from from mpj had a very good year a great playoffs, a great playoffs and every single thing that's been said or written about him in the previews of this season are he did not shoot the ball well in the finals that's oh, like but damn. they're not lying though and you they're have to not preface, you have to preface it just to like because he was so low because if he did play well in the finals he would have been what 50 something he you might think have that been. was it is he was like awesome all year all through the yeah. playoffs and then in the finals he didn't <laughs> shoot well and they're like you know what i thought he was better because guys. you get the championship bump but you have to play well in the but championship. this is such you a know. sneaky great sign what would you know? How does that paragraph start last year, two years ago? Defense, will he stay on the floor? Where yeah. are we at now? Yeah, you're can right. he shoot? Yeah, can he shoot? Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was literally asked that by yes. the way at and media oh, day. Not, I'm not at media day, he was asked by someone, it wasn't, it was somebody in the crowd that was like, Do you feel like you can still shoot or something? Like, and he, he tried to answer <laughs> it thoughtfully, started yeah. laughing. He's like, Yeah, I think I can yeah. still shoot. That's a big turnaround, guys. Can Mike hit shots? It's yeah, a new lo- question. You're right. If that is our that's big a new question, question. Yeah, for Mike, that's the big question. Like, right, we should feel pretty good, good about I feel MPJ. Good. Yeah. Uh, 72, though, I will say, there's no point in getting too mad, but it is, uh, it is great. Uh, oh, 68. Um, 67, OG Ananobi. Come on, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. That's actually hilarious. You know what? I would Oh lo- no, Austin Reeves no, ahead see. of MPJ. Well, I want to see oh, what OG no, Ananobi Austin shoots Reeves. in the freaking finals. Uh, um, yeah, it's actually hilarious Austin, that OG's uh, OG Ananobi shot great. 14%. <laughs> Austin um, Reeves. Well, Austin listen, Reeves too. Is that one by uh, Can we talk about yes, and here's why. We just talked about it. What was the early knock on MPJ, guys? Can't guard. Yeah. It takes bad It's kind of hard to be like a third or fourth best player on a contender if you yeah. can't play defense. Oh, man, this is great. But the contract vote. Oh, he's, a guy, he's under a great contract. Who looked like they had a harder time playing yeah, defense in the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, yeah. that's a great take. Uh, One guy got targeted every time he was on the floor. The other didn't. Yeah. 
and you know and a lot of talk about MPJ being played yeah. off the floor at times throughout his career. I watched Austin Reeves get played off the international floor at times. <laughs> Bro. Why? Because he couldn't defend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just interesting how those standards change, isn't you, it? You want the best one. Here's yeah. the best one and why player rankings are bad. If you are not the first or maybe second option on your team, it might be better to be bad than it is to right. be you know, a, yep. a lower ranking. Jeremy Grant's 58th. Jeremy oh, Grant is no. 58. This is why Jeremy Grant went to Detroit That's in the fact. first place. So he could be in the top 60 of player That's, rankings. This is my point. He made money, which, again, you got to tip your hat. He's made a lot of money. And he's ranked ahead of Michael Porter. I'm sorry. Crazy to me. That Insane to me that Jeremy well, listen, Grant is that far ahead. He's 10 spots. One of those guys wants to do what it takes to win a title, and the other wants to be in Detroit. Who would you rather have? Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Who would you rather have? That's a really good point. Andrew Wiggins at 54. Interesting enough. Why do I bring that up? Andrew Wiggins is there. Uh, who did I also just pass up? That was Oh, yeah, Jeremy Grant, Andrew Wiggins. And then you have to keep scrolling. Franz Wagner, 52. You're not upset about that. I'm not too upset. 51, Aaron Gordon. Last year, Love 83. It. That's the championship bump. And he deserves he it. He got the and championship bump. Oh, they should have gave him 50 just to be paid. Just to be 50. <laughs> oh, right. They gave him 50. They weren't, they, they, they'll never give him 50. <laughs> they'll give him 49. Dude, Aaron Gordon, man. In two years, Aaron Gordon changed the entire perception around him as a basketball player. And it was all up yep. to him. Yep. It was all his doing. He changed it. Um, here's a good one, though. I love. Again, I'm not knocking on the writer here, but he says... Um, with key players Bruce Brown gone, could Gordon see an uptick in opportunities? And I just love this framing because, again, the Nuggets have broken all the ways you talk about player rankings. Yeah. Can he see an uptick in opportunities? No. He's going to see the same opportunities. And guess right. what? He's going to crush at them. Yep. There's no, like, is Porter, uh, does Aaron Gordon need more shots or more touches or does that? Absolutely not. He's and already I, got them. And he plays that. them perfectly. By the way, tonight, preseason, some key guys are out. Would you like some more shots? No, just one in the first just half. Just one is all. I'm actually good with seven boards. Thank you yeah. very much. There's, Aaron Gordon is so locked in with Nikola Jokic now. AG is the one who only took one <laughs> shot right. tonight it's in the preseason so, opener. Like, shooting is actually bad. They weren't the Somborn. They just became oh, one. so good. Yoke was like, brother, you only have to take one shot in the preseason. Dev, it can be a three. The year is 2026. The Nuggets have four straight titles. Michael Porter's ranked 71st. Aaron Gordon is 53rd. This is how it's going to be. And I'm, I'll take it every single time. And I think that they'll be fine with it as well. No question about it. So if you What's guys, Jamal, uh, we're only at a 51. Ah, we're only, ah. if you remember last year, I think he was 50. Right. And it, it was the injury. Like I kind of yeah. like Zion this year was like, what is Zion? 57, which again, fair, right? We haven't sure. seen the dude play, yeah. but we know if he does play consistently, yeah, he's, he's like, he's way up there. Where do you think he will go? Jamal. Top oh. what? Like top. You don't got to go you know precise. What? Here's what top, I'll say about Jamal. I think Jamal is going to be higher than people think because a lot of these player rankings that came out over the summer had him like, you're like, oh, he's ahead of some guys I didn't think he'd be ahead of. A lot of people think it's going to be the year of Jamal Murray. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> just gets a lot better. of people are saying that. <laughs> it's great takes. He's so straight. He's the straight man, but he's also like yeah. knows how to do I don't know take. if he is anymore, you know? <laughs> I don't know if he is either. The agenda is, is hard. Drew Hall, or is Jamal Murray going to be above Drew Holiday? Yes. yes. Yeah, no question. Is he going to be above Jalen Brown? I'd say yes. I think yes. Those are the types of guys he's been ahead of lately. Is he going to be above... Damian Lillard? I'd say no. No, and, and not Booker. But, you know, not the guy Booker. Donovan Mitchell, 
He's yes. going to be in the... I don't think he will be ahead. He'll be in the really? zone. Yeah. I think he might be Dude, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell scored like 70 last year or something. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's That's right. way better than a championship, you know, for rankings. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, he didn't look so great. Uh, anyway, all right, guys. First winner's lounge of the season. By the way, the having book. OG over MPJ is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's but go. you could probably get three first round picks for OG. That, Holy yeah, crap, right. look at all these super You'd chats. You'd be surprised which one of those guys doesn't want to play their role, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they, okay, what do we got? Surprised. Uh, Richard, nah, give me the funky music. <laughs> <laughs> Richard. Ten bucks for that. Hell Wait yeah, on let's it. go. Let's Wait go, on baby. it, bro. Uh, David W. Tip for Jokic playing Dev is back and the W. Hell yeah, let's do it. Thank you, Dave. Richard again. Funky mu- is funky music the DNVR theme music. That's a um, it's our theme music, DNVR Nuggets. But it's you got to match the vibes, man. You got to yeah. match the vibes. You know when it's supposed to be a funky. music. You just man. know. You just know. Alejandro Botello, what up, fellas? Need to show some love. On the return of Nuggets basketball, I know it's early, but I might be ready to call every Nuggets good. Thought, <laughs> thoughts? You know what? I think this might be the the best year for every Nug. All the Nuggets are good. I think yeah. it might be the best year. I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> it might be. Five, 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 five. Ish. Julian told us he still needs a nickname, right? Oh, man. I we like do. King Julian. I also like Jules because he Jules shined like great. a diamond tonight. All the Nuggets are good. Jules is really good. King Julian, I don't know. That's a Madagascar reference, actually. Yeah. If you spell Jules a little bit different, though, it would be better. <laughs> like closer to his name. Yeah, you're right, Jules. Yeah, uh, like we're measuring. What is? What do you measure, Jules? Is it? Is that's it, energy. Is it energy? Energy yeah, is measured energy. in Jules. Uh, yeah, units of science. So that's right. What, that's what you meant, right? <laughs> you know those Jules. I always, <laughs> always hearing about them. Ariana Marshank. Let the dynasty season begin. Oh, let's we're dynasty deep season. in the golden era. We're deep in the golden era. Revo, beautiful win. All the Nuggets are legends. Harrison Wind was looking clean in that number twenty-one too. Got my first bucket tonight. Who's number 21? Steady Gillespie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't just go to the white guy. I don't know why. Yeah, the white dude. Uh, yeah. The Maybe short Christian white Brown. Mm-hmm. Joe Clem 15. Pickett already looks better than Reggie. All right. You know what? I mean, that was a low bar tonight. Seth Bang, basketball is too good. Fact. <laughs> Who knew a preseason game could hit like that? Now buckle up. I've been carefully crafting and workshopping this. Super chat all oh, show. Read it. What is it? Mountain basketball <laughs> rocket new year. Mile high basketball. Mile high basketball. Ra- rocketing up new, new year. year. Soon. Soon. Strong. Strong. Yeah. Peace. Back to back. Soon. Oh, two. Two. That's two. Back soon, to back. Two. Soon. Back, back to, back, to back. Two titles. All right. Hit that outro music, Kale. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Wow. It really was. Uh, <laughs> fellas, what a great show. The game was great. But just being back with you guys, really just dead. One you guys winner's lounge up. down. What a treat. Four plus 80, 86 more to go. That's cool. Uh, and then the playoffs. No, 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 no. 87. Oh, we're winning the in-season tournament? Yeah, I'm just saying, if, you're, <laughs> <laughs> if you play the in-season tournament, we got to get an extra game in plus there. Plus 16. Everybody, that was fun. Let's do it again tomorrow. Hit the like button. We'll see you there.